Hello everyone, my name is Eric Choi, I am your host of Be Creative Podcast and welcome back to another episode. This is going to be part 5 of my Stoicism series and I've actually gotten a lot of positive feedback from it and for those who are listening out there, thank you for being a part of this amazing community and I plan on growing this community and always uploading and creating more content for you guys especially with podcasts and i really try not to look at the numbers or the statistics of the performance of my podcast because i feel like that will diminish my true reason of why i'm doing these podcasts and the real reason is i get to have a genuine intimate conversation with you guys and that's what's so great about podcasts it's because it's not a mass communication thing. It's not like a whole group interview process. Instead, it's a very nice one-on-one conversation with myself and you as the listener. So thank you so much for being a part of Be Creative. And I will never stop making valuable content and helpful content for you guys out there. But right back into the main track and the main course of this podcast. This is going to further go more in depth of Stoicism and how the Stoics created good habits, good decisions, and being more productive. The first one I kind of wanted to talk about is physical reminders. And there's not much meaning or analysis to physical reminders. For me personally, I like to write on my mirror. Uh, with Expo, of course, because if you write it with Sharpie, you'll find yourself regretting that decision a lot. But I would write quotes on my mirrors. I would write my tasks for the week on my mirror. I would have my girlfriend sometimes write a very thoughtful and motivational message on my mirror as well. I'll even also doodle on there to kind of relieve some stress and to kind of just create ideas and let my brain flow in that way as well and of course i'm fortunate to very to to have a very large mirror in my bathroom so that's what makes all those doodles quotes and messages possible but it can be as small as having a wallpaper on your phone with a motivational motivational message or an inspiring quote or having a tattoo on your arm but i i would strongly prefer not to have a tattoo just to have a tattoo that your tattoo should have a meaning um but anything physical like that to remind you every single day of your purpose and your why should be very uh, important and taken seriously there was this one practice that this guy does i forget his name but he is also a uh known uh philosopher and a lot of people study under him, but I am drawing a blank on his name. But pretty much what he did was he did the bracelet method. And pretty much what that is, is he would have a bunch of bracelets on one arm uh, that would cover most of his, maybe like half of his forearm. And every time he made a complaint, he would remove a bracelet and transfer it to the other arm. This indicates how much he has complained and he gets to see it every day saying, oh wow, I've either complained a lot or I've complained a little just 
based on the amount of bracelets I have on each arm. And obviously the goal is to not have as many bracelets on either hand, but instead just have it on the one and hopefully the one that doesn't have to be altered or changed or affected by your complaints. But yes, physical reminders. You gotta have something to remind us of our purpose, uh, of our goals and our why, because we're human, we're not perfect. If someone tells you you're perfect just the way you are, they're wrong, we're imperfect. There's no way we can be perfect specimens because if the world was perfect, it wouldn't be possible. Like I said before, Marcus Aurelius says, is there even a world without shamelessness? Is that even possible? And the answer is no. You already know that. I already know that. But because of that, we have to have physical reminders. That's why companies and churches and groups go on these retreats to refresh, to restart, to kind of reinvigorate your purpose and your why. So again, having physical reminders is very, very important. Never overlook that. The second one I would like to talk about is building habits that work for you and you alone. Don't compare yourself with how other people cope and how other people develop their habits. The thing that I kind of want to specify is reading. Everyone knows that reading is good. There's no way that reading is harmful. And everyone has always heard that reading will help you become a better person, which may be true. But everyone has the misinterpretation and the horrible assumption that reading is only effective if you sit down and read 20 chapters or 20 hours in one sitting and fully dedicating your entire day or an entire chunk of your day doing that. And that is not true. If becoming a better person means that you read only one page a day, then so be it. So what? You're becoming better than you were before. You read one more page than what you have already have done, than what you would have already have done if you didn't read that one page, you may be a binge reader like myself where you can read five books in a week and next week you wouldn't read anything at all, but it doesn't matter. There's no right way. Do what feels right for you, but that doesn't mean do what makes you feel comfortable. You would have to kind of challenge yourself, but also understand that it is attainable and it is reachable. So again, that step is building habits that work for you and for you alone. The third step I want to talk about is pick yourself up when you fall. It's not get up when you fall, it's pick yourself up when you fall. And a lot of people can say, oh, that's pretty much the same thing. But like I said before, you are your only supporter. If there is no one else in this world, if there was some sort of weird apocalyptic meltdown, breakdown, horrible pandemic you're the only one that can support yourself especially if everyone died you are literally by yourself so you have to pick yourself up when you fall it's inevitable that we are going to fall like i said before we're imperfect there's going to be bumps down the road right there's going to be obstacles that we're going to have to face there's going to be mountains we're going to have to overcome and sometimes we'll slip and we'll fall It doesn't matter how hard we fall. It doesn't matter how hard of a 
impact it has taken upon our lives it doesn't matter how fucked up your life turns out when you fall if you're still breathing and if you're still able to think and if you're still able to understand why you fell and how you fell and how to get out of it there's no excuse why you can't get up it's what matters getting up is what matters the most because if you let yourself fall and break down that could be the end of it remember life is short let that determine what you do say and think don't quit because you're not perfect struggle with it but get better because you are struggling with it we're going to struggle but be better out of it the fourth step i want to talk about is to talk to yourself if you're at home and you're by yourself, your roommate's not there, your mom or dad aren't there, your sister isn't there, even even if your cat is hiding or your dog's not around, you have to be able to talk to yourself. If you don't know how to change or worst case scenario, not want to change, ask yourself, what would you say to your younger self? What would you say to your younger self? I don't know if you guys did this, but back in high school, we would receive letters back from ourselves back when we were in fifth grade. I remember in elementary school, the teachers would have you write, Dear High School Me. I don't know if you guys remember that, but that's kind of what we did back at our school. And it was really cool to read some of them. Some of them were really funny because some of them were like, Hey, you know, I hope Timmy is still alive. And Timmy was our turtle that I've gotten back when I was younger. Um, but after I wrote that letter, I remember like a couple months later, Timmy died. So it was funny to kind of reflect back on that. But it also mentioned, hey, you know, I hope mom and dad are able to fix out their issues and resolve their problems. And I hope they are still together and we're all one big happy family. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Right. But reading back on it, I was wondering, what would I say to my younger self? Could I prevented a lot of the things that happened in the past? Could I possibly fix what was considered unfixable? Can I undo what has been already done? And the answer is no, but it's a good it's a good way of thinking. It's a good way of reflecting back on things. If it was an opportunity that was presented to you that you were able to go back in the past and talk to your younger self, it's most likely going to be something in regards of change. Something like don't do this, avoid this, stop doing that, do this instead, do that. But let's say worst case scenario, you don't want to change or you lack the motivation to change. Here's something that may realign you back to the right course if you were to say something for back then imagine your future self in the present you right now listen to this podcast think about your future self and they were given this that opportunity to reflect back to you now it would probably also be change Obviously, we would all say something, but this just proves how we as humans were designed and meant to grow 
and to become better. We know that we have to change and we know that we have to get better, but the most difficult part is actually doing it. If it was all about information, everyone would have, would have six-pack abs, no one would be in jail, everyone would be perfect. But as we may know, there's going to be a very large gap of good and great. Our goal in life is to not flirt between the two, but rather instead become great and become better and help others become better as well. And the last step I have wanted to talk about was meditate. And a lot of people just associate meditating as sun is rising and you're outside in like this yoga pose and your your back is straight and you're breathing in and out in slow paces. Yes, that is a form of meditating. But then again, there are multiple and multiple and multiple forms of meditation. In order to develop good habits, I feel like a specific type of meditation is very useful and this meditation is repeating positive phrases. If you're struggling with a habit, take the time to sit down, control your breathing, and really think about all the decisions, but don't stick to them. Don't attach to a negative memory. Don't attach to a harmful thought. Just let the thoughts flow and let the positive ones fill in. It's easier said than done, but once it occurs to you, then you'll probably understand that feeling. That feeling you get as soon as you meditate is something that you won't forget and you will know when it happens. It's going to be different for everyone, but that's all I can provide for right now. There is really no one-size-fit-all form of meditation for everyone. Because like I said before, none of us are perfect. So therefore, you have to take the time out. You have to build the discipline to literally take the time, sit down, breathe, and let the thoughts flow without any distraction. Repeat positive phrases. I'm going to wake up earlier. I'm going to wake up earlier. I am not going to smoke. I'm only going to smoke once instead of 10 times today. Things like that you had to repeat over and over and over again. And the more t you repeat it, the more the mind and the body will connect and create some sort of promise pact or something like that. If you're one of those old-fashioned people and you want to write it down on a piece of paper hundreds of times, don't kill yourself doing it. It shouldn't be a punishment. Rather, it should be more of a reassurance. You write to the point where it's just blinking in your head on and off, reminding yourself. The reason of repeating it, either verbally, mentally, or physically writing it out, is to remind yourself and to train your brain to immediately think of that phrase when a situation occurs that the phrase is needed. So those are my five stoic steps to help create better habits and better decisions and being more productive. I've already made another video like this. This is just a more in-depth version. This is just a couple more steps to kind of take and pick and choose from. If you haven't listened to 
the other good habits and productive stoic episode it is going to be episode 24 stoicism part four but then again that is all for for me today thank you so much for listening to this podcast i find it difficult to make podcasts in the day because i'm just working a lot in the day but i feel like working at night is pretty cool just because it's just me myself in a dark room and I don't know, late night TV shows have had a really big impact on me. So I feel like I'm kind of like in my own late night TV show. And I don't know, it's just a me thing. But then again, I don't want to ramble on too much. You guys go ahead and seize the day. Be productive. Isolate and pinpoint what mountain is struggling and understand how hard you've fallen from it or how difficult it is to accomplish it. And then you break down the resources, the tools, and the methods, and the strategies you need to overcome it and then meditate on it. Repeat it back to yourself over and over and over again and strengthen your brain because your brain is also like a muscle and a muscle can be trained and a muscle can be trained to be prepared for an event where the muscle is needed most, where your mindset is needed most, where your philosophy is needed most. And life is all about whether you're prepared for that situation or not. That defines the ones who are good and great. But then again, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If you have any more questions or suggestions about stoicism and being productive and creating good habits and just more about Memento Mori, please feel free to DM me on my Instagram. That's Be Creative Productions on Instagram. Or you can find me on Facebook under Eric Choi. I am really excited to see your messages and to hear feedback. Um, but always be open, be kind, be stoic, be calm. Be productive and always be creative. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Peace.